Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of this podcast. I did take a little bit of a hiatus this summer, but I am back and feeling rejuvenated and have some ideas for some upcoming episodes. Today's episode is a personal story I'm sharing. For those of you who don't know, I did test positive for coronavirus at the start of September. Thank God it's been a very mild case for me, but I did want to record some of my experiences throughout this whole thing, what my symptoms were and what they currently still are, and just some interesting things that I've learned from a scientific perspective. So I thought, you know, for whoever is interested in hearing what it's been like for someone who had it mildly, stay tuned and I hope you find it somewhat educational. So the first question I usually get after people asking how I'm feeling is, how do you think you got it? Well, I don't quite know exactly where I got it, But as some of you know, I am a nurse and do work at a hospital setting. So that in and of itself puts you at a much higher risk, obviously. But I do know that about a week before I started feeling my very first symptoms, I took care of a coronavirus patient. And she was asymptomatic, so, you know, she felt totally fine. But it could still have been transmitted then. It could have happened when I went to the grocery store that week, or maybe when I went to go get recertified for CPR, like truly it could have been anywhere. But I kind of knew for a while now when this whole pandemic started that chances were that I'd get it at some point from all of the potential exposure at the hospital. So in a way, I guess I was mentally more prepared for the idea of me testing positive at some point, which sounds really sad. But of course, like no one ever truly expects it. And when it does hit, it's very, very surreal. I want to now dive into the whole progression of my symptoms and how they started um, because it was very, very hard for me to tell at the beginning if this was something to really be worried about or not. I think looking back now and further analyzing how I was feeling, the first day that I felt some symptoms was Friday, August 28th. That morning, I woke up with a headache and just feeling overall pretty tired, which seems very mild. Uh, The day before I had been working all day and didn't really have that much water because it really was a busy day. So that's kind of what I attributed all of that to. But that Friday, I did also notice I had a little bit of post-nasal drip. Now, normally I wouldn't really think anything of this. I would attribute it to maybe some allergies, who knows. So I kind of just went about my day. I took a Tylenol, got rid of the headache right away, just in case I took my temperature, no temperature. Um, And I just rested that day, but I did remember feeling pretty tired. The next day, that was all resolved. No more headache. I felt fine with my energies. I don't quite remember if I did still feel a little post-nasal drip, but nothing, nothing was worrying me that day. And then Sunday, the day after, rolled around, and I did have to go into work that night. So I went into work feeling fine, and then somewhere around in the middle of the night, I started to feel a little congestion coming on. Again, I thought, hmm, that's weird. Maybe some allergies are starting up. Although for me, that was a little odd because one, it's the end of August. It's not the springtime. And two, like I don't generally get allergies. But just in case, I took an antihistamine, and I thought it kept things at bay, so I was like, you know, must be allergies. The next night, 
Monday rolls around and I had to go back to work. Um, Unfortunately, I was supposed to be working three night shifts in a row. So I was on night two and before going into work again, took an antihistamine, still felt a little bit congested, but like nothing different. But as the night went on, of course, things got worse with my congestion. I actually sounded congested and I felt like a runny nose was starting. So at this point, I noticed that for me, it seemed like it was how I feel when I start a mild cold. So just in case I took my temperature again while I was at work this time and again, no fever ever and never have had a fever up till now, FYI, um, but I did, I, I was a little uncomfortable at this point with the symptoms that I was feeling, although very mild. So at this point, uh, I decided to call out for my third night and instead to call the hotline that my work has set up in order to see if you're eligible for screening. So I was because of the congestion and runny nose. So I was due to go in on Wednesday morning for my nasal swab test. The I don't know if you've heard about the coronavirus test with the nasal swab that goes like all the way back but this is the one that is administered at the hospital where I work at and I think in general when you're an inpatient so I've administered this test so many times and have always heard the feedback about how horrible it is but now I can actually say that I've felt their pain and I've been through it and for me it wasn't you know, the worst thing in the world. I'm sure there's worse things, but it did feel just like a sudden brain freeze does. So that piercing kind of pain in your head that you get from a brain freeze, that's exactly what it felt like to me. But anyways, that morning when I went in to go get tested, I'll admit I felt a little silly because I felt a little better for my congestion. Like I felt like I was actually getting better from it and it was, you know, going to come back negative. And I was just going to accept the fact that I had a mild cold, which I usually get about two, three a year anyways. So that morning I come back from getting tested and I started getting lunch ready. So I was trying to make a, a Thai curry. And I remember looking at my spice rack and deciding which herbs and which spices I wanted to throw into the curry. So I was uh, starting to smell them and I couldn't smell any of it. And I thought maybe, you know, these spices had gone old, like um, had gone bad and and they didn't work anymore. And so I had my dad smell some of them and he was like, no, no, it's I think it smells fine. But my dad's sense of smell isn't the best either. So I couldn't really trust it. So I remember grabbing a jar of cinnamon powder that I had brought back from Morocco. And I grabbed this one in, like, in particular because I remember that it normally smells way, way more potent than the regular cinnamon powder that we just buy here. So I was like, this, I have to be able to smell this. And I could just barely get the scent. And then I went over to some coffee grounds to see if I could smell that. And again, like I took a huge sniff and I could not, I couldn't get that normal scent that I usually do. So I did one last test where I went to my room, put on some of my perfume that I know how it smells and I know how strongly I usually smell it. And the only sensation that I really got was when you like sniff some rubbing alcohol and it kind of tickles your nose and you know that you've smelled something with alcohol in it, but no distinct scent. So that was really weird. And then when I ate my curry, it didn't really have a specific flavor I could tell that it was spicy and I could tell that it was savory, but I could not 
tell what flavor it was. And to this day, I, you know, still don't have the taste and smell as normally as usual. Um, but yeah, it, it was really weird. Um, and then a few hours later, I got the call that I was positive. So now we are about five, yes, five days out from when I found out that I was positive. Um, and currently my symptoms are just that loss of smell and taste. I would say maybe more so like a 90% loss because, um, again, I, I still can um, sense certain things like uh, I can sense when something is bitter or sweet, salty, sour, spicy, you know, all of that. Um, but I can't distinguish specific flavors still. And the smell, the smell thing I think is even worse. Maybe I would say that's like 95 to 100% gone. Um, and I do know that this can last for a few weeks. Um, so I think I've just kind of accepted that it's going to be like this for a while, unfortunately. Um, but it could be way worse. And otherwise, I still feel like I sound a little bit congested. Um, but I'm not, you know, I don't have a runny nose anymore. I don't feel like I've got a lot of mucus going on. Like, I, I feel fine. I can breathe. Um, I can sleep throughout the night just fine. Um, not really coughing. Um, energy levels, I've been fine. There was one day where I was a little more tired, but uh, still no temperature. Like, you know, it's honestly like best case scenario uh, for someone who has had some symptoms manifest. So I cannot complain. So yeah, now I just want to go into some things that I've learned from all of this. It's been a kind of a wild ride, as you can imagine. But uh, for sure, when you're tested positive, lots and lots of different systems are dinged. So you get a lot of phone calls uh, from different people. Obviously, you know, you're reached out to by family and friends, but... Uh, you're also reached out to by different systems through your work, uh, like work benefits or who else did I get a call from? Uh, workers' compensation and then contact tracers. So I got some calls from contact tracing in D.C. as well as in Virginia because I work in D.C. but live in Virginia. So these people called me asking about my symptoms, kind of collecting some data, seeing what my activities were around the days that I started feeling my symptoms and also asking specifically for the names and contact of people that I may have been around where I was not wearing any precautions like um no mask around them within six feet that kind of stuff so for sure my family members and then the co-workers that I was working with although we do wear our masks at work you are in close spaces so of course I had reached out to them already and you know told them about my positive status but there is just extra precautions being taken through these contact tracers and they're also able to offer you actually some supplies or if you're having troubles like uh, getting food or having access to cleaning supplies or anything having to do with isolating they seem to be able to help you out with that thankfully we've been blessed with being able to be set up pretty well at home in my situation but I'm sure there are many people out there who don't have access to basic things that they would need in order to properly be able to isolate so that has been really cool to see 
And in a way, um, I think people could generally think, oh, it's kind of annoying that you get all these phone calls or all these follow-ups from all these people, but I don't complain about it because I think it is actually great that people are doing their best efforts during a pandemic, right, to stop the spread and to keep everyone as safe as possible. So I think it's great that there's been so many people dinged about my positive status. Um, And then... I also wanted to talk about a cool study that I'm actually a part of now. So the day after I tested positive, I was reached out to by a doctor who is helping in this research at Georgetown. It's a nationwide study from what I understand, but there are some people who are uh, participating through Georgetown. And I want to read the title of the study. It is a bit long and a mouthful, but I want to then kind of explain what it is. So it's called a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled phase two study to evaluate the efficacy and safety of LY3819253 in participants with mild to moderate COVID-19 illness. So from my understanding, this is basically testing out a potential antibody treatment, a medicine that you get through your veins, through Um, an infusion. And the hopes are that if this antibody, this medicine does work well, then it could potentially be used in patients with more severe cases, like ones who are so sick that they have to be hospitalized. So right now, the study is in phase two, where it's testing it out on patients who are positive with COVID-19, but with a mild case such as myself, and also with an overall healthy background. So I was a good candidate for it, and pretty much the way it works is there is a placebo group and there is an antibody group. So that just means that some of the people in the study are going to be getting a placebo, meaning they're not receiving any medicine. It's like fake. It's probably just some saline going through into your IV. And some of the participants are receiving the antibody and you don't know what you're receiving and neither does the researcher. That's why it's called double blind. Nobody knows what you're actually receiving. Um, They trace what you're receiving through like some numbers and codes. So in the end, you can know who had what, but uh, initially nobody knows what you're getting. And there is a series of blood tests that they're going to be doing on me for the next 85 days, as well as multiple COVID swabs, those nasal swabs that hurt. Um, Many of those, I think I counted and I'm going to get a total of about 10 of those done. But pretty much the way it works is for the people who did end up getting the antibody, they're looking to see if their uh, viral load is any dramatically, I guess, different from the people who didn't get the antibody. So what does that mean? The viral load is just the quantity or the amount of virus in your body at that time. So they're going to see if there really is a big difference with the people who did receive the treatment versus the ones who didn't with how quickly, I guess, or how low the virus amount goes. Does that kind of make sense? So I'm not going to know until the end of the study whether or not I was in the placebo or the antibody group, but it is pretty cool to see at the end uh, what I got, and I can also know at what point I start to test negative, so that is cool because I'm getting so many swabs done, but something else that was interesting that I learned about how contagious you are or someone in my case with mild symptoms 
I didn't know this, and I think this information is actually out there by with the CDC, but I hadn't looked into it before. But basically, people who have a mild case like me are have been seen to be contagious from two days before they first started feeling symptoms to up to 10 days after they've started to feel the symptoms. So they've tried to grow some cultures in the labs and have seen that people stop uh, growing cultures after the 10th day. However, the test that they, um, I guess most of the nasal swabs tests, the ones that take a little bit longer than just like the rapid test, are ran through a machine called a PCR. And what that is detecting is for particles of the virus. So you could still be testing positive because you've still got those particles of virus in your body, but you could no longer be contagious at that point. So that was something I didn't understand. I was like, at what point, you know, am I not contagious anymore? And when can I go back to work? Because at work they were recommending you can go back after 10 days after the first day of being symptomatic. So now it makes more sense why they chose that 10-day rule. And of course, like with no recent fevers and all that, but Anyway, so that was some interesting science that I that I learned um, and I'm still learning a lot about this and I'm very curious about how this study is going to go. I'm hoping that it, you know, does help advance a little bit of the scientific world out there and knowledge and I feel very lucky to be able to uh, give a little bit to this. Um, so I think I'll probably do an episode in the future once I know more about how this study went and if I did receive the antibody or not. Uh, so stay tuned for that and yeah that pretty much wraps everything up i just want to end this episode by saying thank you so so much to everyone who has reached out during this time to myself and to my family thank you for your prayers and your good thoughts and just for listening to this episode and my own personal experience i recognize that i am so blessed to have only been affected mildly and hopefully with no big repercussions in the future um, but i acknowledge that it could have gone so so much worse like it has for so many people even for people that I personally know. Um, so I want to acknowledge uh, that. And again, thank you. Thank you so, so much. It really, really has meant the world during this time. Everyone stay safe out there, stay healthy. And until next time, see you soon.